Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and I'm here with Abdul Kamal to talk about Lagos, Nigeria. This episode has a special place in my heart. I actually lived in Lagos for a couple years when I was really young, and so this has been a trip down memory lane for me. Abdul Kamal will guide you through some of the recommendations he has in Lagos, from even potentially moving and exploring some of the rural areas of Nigeria. And then, of course, we can't talk about Nigeria and not talk about the amazing food. I'm really excited to have him here. Again, I'm really hoping you enjoy this and you might consider visiting or exploring this area um, on your next trip. Let's get started. So um, welcome to the Travel Top Podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you here, Abdul Kamal. Uh, how about you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, sure. Uh, so I'm from uh, Nigeria. I was born in Lagos. Um, interestingly, my parents are from different parts of the country, and so neither of them spoke the other's language. So we grew up speaking English, English at home. Um, I lived in Nigeria until I was 18, left for Chicago 2003 for college, um, stayed on for grad school, because I graduated in 2008, which was a great time to graduate. Best time. <laughs> Mortgage crisis. Right. Um, so I got my master's in 2010 and uh, decided that I wanted to move back to Nigeria to see if I could, you know, make a difference. As uh, a lot of my peers um, were idealistic than others. But anyway, so we're back in 2010, uh, worked there for about six years and decided I want to do something different with my life and uh, moved, Chicago, moved to LA to get an MBA. As a tourist, when you think about where to go in Nigeria, mm. Lagos is the main main city there. Yes. Um, do you, How do you recommend, what do you recommend for a tourist? Is Lagos someplace you should visit or should you go to maybe some of the rural areas or maybe the smaller cities? Mm. I would, I'm biased. So um, I would definitely say visit Lagos. I think there's a lot more to do there. Um, even though it's more modern than, say, any other city in Nigeria, um, there's still a lot of the uh, culture um, there that's been preserved in many ways. And so I would say that, yeah, I mean, go-karting, paintballing is probably not where you're going to go to do in Lagos, but you will get the opportunity to visit festivals, um, to listen to live music, experience the food. Uh, Nigeria's food culture is extremely rich. I remember all the suya. Oh, it's you, probably the thing I miss the most. I can't find... So for context, suya... How about you describe what suya is? Yeah, so um, it's essentially flank steak that's cut into really, really thin strips. And it's basically bathed in this... Um, mixture of peppers ground peanuts um, and other herbs and spices and then it's uh it's essentially grilled until it's it's a little firm it's a little tough but it's so good it's really good i know i love peanut butter so i think like the spicy plate peanut butter flavor concept just like totally struck a chord with me like i can't find that spice anywhere oh, it's it's tough it's tough to find um i remember the last couple of times i've been back home i've brought bags of them one time it got seized at the airport which was a little painful um but i've heard there are places one can get, the, get it the is what online. it is yeah yeah um how do you recommend na navigating lagos mm. like it's definitely it's definitely an atypical place to visit and it's a very big city. I think it's the second largest city in, in the continent of Africa. Yeah. Um, how do you navigate that? Do you have some, do you, is it important to have like a local guide you through that process? I would say absolutely. Um, especially if you're visiting for the first time, 
Um, if you're a foreigner from a Western country, it's highly likely you will stick out and you don't want to stick out for the wrong reasons. Um, there are definitely very many safe parts of Lagos to visit, but there are also places you don't want to go. There are places that I wouldn't go. Um, so I definitely say going out with a local, um, part of the benefits of that is they'll be able to tell you where and where not to go, but then they'll also have the inside scoop on events that are taking place that aren't necessarily documented on any tourism website or anything like that. Um, there are quite a few people who have taken to social media, Instagram in particular, um, to set up these tourism businesses. Um, and they organize these amazing tours that, um, that I honestly wish that I could take advantage of now that I'm here in LA. Um, I had a group of friends who went to visit some hot springs, um, and this was two weeks ago and I saw pictures and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I wish I could do that. You're like, I've never seen that. I have not. No, <laughs> no, it's true. Um, well, it's just such a big city, it you is, know, and yeah. it's just, it's dense. There's just a lot to navigate. It's incredibly dense. It's really small, but the population's it's, I think the me- metropolitan area has about 18 million people and growing. It's it's ridiculous. Move over New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. And on top of it too, um, if I remember it's made up of actually like my understanding is Lagos is made up of a bunch of islands actually. Yes. Um, does that add to the complexity of trying to navigate everything? It does. Uh, cause what you'll find is the financial center is on this really small Island and there are three bridges that connect the mainland to that Island. And in the mornings, traffic can be, oh my goodness, can be a living hell. Uh, my morning commute was often two hours, but then coming back could be 45 minutes, yeah. just depending on how things were. What do you think makes Lagos special compared to maybe other places someone might visit? In Nigeria? Yeah. Or even more generally, like, um, you know, if they're looking for what makes Lagos, mm. Lagos? I think... Well, I'll, I'll compare it to some of the other cities in Africa in general. Um, Nigerians, and I'm not biased, uh, <laughs> have a reputation. <laughs> Nigerians have a reputation for being go-getters. Um, some might call that uh, an aggressive attitude. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a negative thing. I think it's helped us in very many ways. And so think about the aggression you'll find in, in New York City and probably multiply that by 10 and then combine that with all the history of, um, you know, a really major city in Africa's history. It's been colonized by the British, um, invaded by the Portuguese at some point. In fact, the name Lagos comes from um, the Portuguese term Island Lago do Caramo, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, with all the sights and sounds, the hustle and bustle, um, just you have a lot of poverty and then you have extreme wealth. And so it's this combination of all of these things, I would say, make Lagos really, really unique. Um, and the food's amazing. Oh, my goodness. The food's great. Yeah. To- second to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when so when I lived in Lagos, um, I have a couple like really key memories. Like one was the fruit. Mm. I just remember like growing up in the United States. Like I remember having pineapple for the first time in Lagos and it just tasted like sugar water. Yeah. Um, the fruit I, I've, I've been unable to figure out why it's so different. The fruit just tastes so much sweeter back home. Yeah. Um, Pineapple, watermelon, bananas, oranges. I don't know. 
it was just it's just delicious like you have that with the suya and like you're set <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um and i mean you probably know this you could buy fruit in the street you pretty yeah. much buy whatever you want in the street yeah um, that's exactly it you would often uh eggs. joke that, yeah eggs right my notepads <laughs> for school probably buy chicken in, in, in traffic yeah um, <laughs> Uh, I remember, um, like, I remember really distinctly all the fruit. And then, um, like when I lived there, we always did a, like after school activities or weekend activities, we'd either, um, one go down to the beaches, mm-hmm. like we'd take a boat to the beach or we'd go to, um, the bazaars or the market mm-hmm. and then we, we would haggle, Yeah, you know, of course. It's a big part of our yeah. culture. Is yeah. <laughs> How, um, is that consistent with what you experience or like, is that something you recommend for tourists? Absolutely. So um, there are a lot more beaches that have opened up now. Um, one of the major developments over the past, I'd say 10 years or so is the Eco Atlantic project. And it's essentially um, it's uh, reclaimed land um, from the Atlantic ocean. And the plan there is to make it this uh, destination sort of like Dubai. And um, while, they're probably about 30% done. Um, a lot of the beachfront is open for business. and That's awesome. Yeah. And you have these really amazing, um, ostentatious villas that you can rent out. Sort of like a music video, to be honest. With That's like amazing. With pools, et cetera. It's, it, they're really, really Yeah. I've, I've been hearing about this project for years. Mm-hmm. I, like, it's, it's almost done. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a few <laughs> years away, but um, we'll it's, it's really impressive so yeah. far. Yeah. Do you think that's a way to help modernize or, um, you know, elevate Lagos? I do. I think it's a way to attract uh, more foreign investment. Um, I mean, if you're going to have foreigners come in to a country to invest their money, especially when there's a lot of political uncertainty, et cetera, um, you at least want to create an environment where they can feel physically safe and comfortable. Uh, and I think that's partly what the Eco Atlantic Project is trying to provide. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I think you touch on a really great point, which is safety. Mm. Um, like we cannot talk about it. Like, how do you recommend navigating that? Like, I understand there's an element of street smart smart here, but Mm -hmm. what else can you add as a tourist? Um, I'd say definitely getting a local, um, like I mentioned, there are a couple of, um, um, there are a couple of businesses that have sprung up on Instagram. Um, I can share those with you, um, to talk to your listeners about, um, where uh, on some tours they'll actually get you know armed policemen, um, police officers, bodyguards, them. bodyguards. Yeah. Basically, um, I went on a photo walk. Um, it's 2015 or so to a part of Lagos that I ordinarily wouldn't even visit. Um, Talkless visiting with a camera, um, but it was perfectly fine. We had police officers with us. We would take pictures. It was it was great. So I definitely say having a local um, to guide you. Of course, doing your own due diligence, um, getting police escort uh in the areas that need it when you can um i think those are all great ways to i feel like there's an element of street smart here too like don't wear anything like extravagant or obvious right exactly um i think also nigeria is mainly um operates in cash and so like i don't know when i was in nigeria we had 50 naira bills those were the largest and they would smell so we would wrap them in plastic bags and put in our pockets (laughs) (laughs) um so Yes. Now we have, I think we've got 100 Naira, 200 Naira, 500 Naira, and 1,000 Naira bills. Whew. So come come some way from the 50 Naira bills. Uh, you don't need a, the late, a small <laughs> the late deck 90s. of cards in your pocket now. Yeah, You're good. Right. <laughs> uh, no, fortunately, the banking system is such that um, most people don't have to carry cash. I mean, a lot of people are still... 
um, not trusting of technology, and so they still would rather carry cash. Um, but you can find ATMs pretty much all around, um, and they're now way more well, way fewer banks, but way more bank branches and outlets. Yeah. Um, so you can get cash whenever you need to. I think that ties back to some of the more. Um unique things that I like I experienced in Nigeria like um when I went to the markets and would haggle for goods it just helps having cash like you can negotiate down and you always have the right amount like I'm pretty sure they're not going to take an ATM card like I gotta get if or I can give them cash and then get a better deal that way you're absolutely (laughs) right I mean you're not paying with Venmo or PayPal or anything like that Um, Uh, what do you think is unique to like would you recommend for tourists to go to the markets and what are maybe things that they should seek out if they're going Mm. If I mean, it's quite the experience, like even for me, uh, a local, I remember once my mom, as part of a learning experience, had me go to the market to buy tomatoes. And I thought I did a pretty good job of haggling. When I came back with a, you know, what I thought was a sizable bag of tomatoes, she called everyone in the household uh, to come and take a look at how I'd wasted her money buying, you know, what was it? Seven tomatoes for, I forget how much Shameful. it was now. I know. Embarrassing. Um, I think there are a couple of uh, market tours that one can find on, I think it's, I think I saw one on Viator, which is one of these uh, travel uh, sites. Uh, It's quite the experience. I would say it's not for the fainthearted. The one thing I loved being there too is just the colors. Like I remember the textiles and the textures, they were just beautiful, Mm. vibrant colors. Um, What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's... uh, so for Lagos specifically, um, as you probably know, Lagos is, it used to be the capital of the country up until 1991. So I think from like 1914 to 1991. Um, and so that's, it's probably the biggest or the second biggest port by volume in all of Africa. And you just have so much activity going on there. So much textiles, etc. cetera. Um, and you also have, it's essentially a melting pot of the different Nigerian tribes and cultures, which... Yeah. Well, there are many. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah. Um, and so you do have this explosion of color, um, especially during festivals when everyone's out wearing their traditional attire. Um, the Ayol Lagos Festival, which is a masquerade festival, uh, happens. It doesn't have a set date, which is kind of weird. I mean, two years ago it happened in May. I think last year it happened in November. So it's very different, um, but it's a great That's the time. energy. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, the unpredictability. Um, it's, yeah, colors uh, in terms of, like, clothing, attire, amazing. Um, I also remember, like, uh, when it comes to the food, the suyo is really good, the spices, um, the fruit, and then even I remember the yams. Like, I think it was like, it's a national, like there's a national dish with them, right? Yes, pounded yams. Yeah. It's like, that tastes like, it tastes like sweet candied, sweet, it's like uh, sweet potatoes with marshmallows in Thanksgiving, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's what it tasted like. Oh, I, I miss that so much. Um, it's, it's not something that one can ordinarily get here. It is my favorite food, my absolute favorite. And it's from my mom's side of the country. And I told my dad, I'm sorry, like I'm your son, but I love this food from mom's side. I remember they, like they always had it on the national holiday mm-hmm. like in September. Yeah. 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 That, it was just amazing. It, it's really good. And you have it with this uh, spinach and melon uh, stew yeah. with beef and chicken and fish. Oh, it's so good. It's making me hungry right now. I know. Well, like I feel like these are such delicious dishes <laughs> that are really underrepresented, you know? Like, yeah. I really wish we had more restaurants that serve this kind of stuff. <laughs> Same here, actually. Um, I will say that one of the great things is that, um, like I mentioned before, you have a lot of Nigerians moving back from um, Western countries. And so where in the past one would only be able to get these sorts of food at 
sort of like the roadside stalls. You actually have proper sit-down restaurants now where you can get affordable, authentic Nigerian food. And so for any tourist foreigner who was coming into the country, they wouldn't have to worry too much about, you know, sanitary conditions or anything like that because um, these places are that's awesome. standard. Yeah, yeah, that, that's incredible. Hmm. I love that. I think I have to go back and try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you think the travel guides or resources miss around Nigeria that you think tourists should prioritize? I think if we're talking Lagos specifically, um, I think there are a lot of uh, very interesting places that have been opened recently that maybe are a little off the beaten path. Um, this one place in particular on Victoria Island, uh, it's called uh, Bogobiri. It is this really, really small, it's a little dark, um, but you have Nigerian art all over the walls and yeah. like sculptures all over the place. And you can actually buy those sculptures. That's They've perfect. Great food and they have live music every Thursday night. It's, it's incredible. And then um, is there anything as a tourist you should be mindful of? Um, I would say personal safety and security is 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 the big one um you want to make sure that you you know read all the travel advisories have a guide uh etc um besides that honestly i would say that a lot of the city has become very modernized so it's i mean there's uber um that's awesome competitors (laughs) uh so it's easy to get around as a foreigner um or as a you know, local who's visiting. Yeah. Um, a lot of restaurants, a lot of entertainment options. And then um, when I, like, again, I lived there, so it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I remember um, the power would go out pretty frequently, mm. you know, and it's just, it wasn't like, as it's not a shocking thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just part of the process and you go about your day and it just corrects itself in a matter of minutes. Yeah. You just turn on the generator. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing? It is still a thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um what you find now, though, is a lot of people who can afford it are investing in um, their own um, sources of power. Yeah. They're a little less, say, destructive to the environment than a diesel generator. So okay. a lot of companies are set up now that provide solar panels or inverters and battery banks so they can store power when there is power from the grid and then yeah. um, have that. That's awesome. Source. Yeah. No, that's yeah. great. Um, again, I, I felt like that was just something where I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. It, Yes. New normal, no big deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's like everyone goes about their day. So it's almost like, you know, getting a mosquito bite. You're just like, it's part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, things are getting a little better. Yeah, it is what it is. It's yeah. all good. Mm-hmm. We were just talking offline and I was mentioning how I went to Abuja one weekend, which is and that's the capital. It's in the city or not in the city, in the rainforest. And then... Abdul, Abdul Kamal, you were talking a little, giving me a little bit more context here. Yeah. Um, so one of the places one can visit in Lagos, not Abuja, is uh, Badagri. And it's essentially where a lot of the slaves were held um, when they were getting ready to put them on boats. Um, and there's uh, an old slave holding house that's been converted to a museum. And so you can actually visit there and still see a lot of the chains um, and, you know, all those uh, restraints that were used back in the day. Yeah. Um, and it is part of the country's history. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Uh, and if that's something that, you know, folks are interested in visiting, I would definitely recommend going out there. It's a little 
off the beaten path. It's yeah. it's quite some ways away from. It's probably like a three to four hour drive with traffic from Victoria Island, Ikoi. Yeah. So it's probably more of a day trip than anything else. Um, but it's definitely something that I would recommend visiting. I, I, I went there once as a kid, and it was quite the experience. You could even like overnight there, possibly. You could. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we stayed for like a couple days in mm. one of like the resorts. Okay. Again, I think it's in where knowing part. a local and knowing the connections yes. helps. Like it was a place where, so for context, um, my parents taught the American International School. So a lot of the teachers who were at the school from the United States would go through these like connections that they had. And um, I remember there was like this huge river and you could dive, we take like tubes down or like boats, carved out boats. And I remember once you could dive down and like at the bottom, you could find old whiskey bottles mm. from the slave trade, mm. you know, and it's just like, a, like a piece of history that's been frozen a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is a huge element of history. It is. You know, and if you're like visiting as a tourist, I feel like part of what you're trying to do is understand a little bit about that history. So yeah. it's great that there's opportunities to at least develop some exposure and out in these, re- out in these more remote areas is where you can get so much context. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any other recommendations for like the rural areas or the um, maybe outside of Lagos, like in the mm. more rainforest areas? Huh. So, or is that maybe not so much like you might as well go to Zimbabwe for a more like rural experience? Yeah, I, I guess I can't talk too much about the uh, some of the other rural areas. Um, I haven't done too much exploring. I mean, my hometown is about a 10 hour drive from Lagos. And so that's probably as far as I've been by road. It's really interesting, the different villages and towns that you drive through. Um, it's just crazy to see how the landscape changes, like the clothing changes, the food changes, et cetera, as you're driving through. And it just, um, just reminds me of how rich the culture is. Um, as far as exploring is concerned, I mean, the rivers you talked about, so like the two major rivers, um, the Niger river, uh, and the Benway river are the main rivers in Nigeria. That's where we get a lot of our hydroelectric power, et cetera. And they meet right in the middle of the country at the confluence. And, that's a, it's a cool thing to see if you've never seen anything like that before. Just these two massive rivers just meeting and then um, continuing on as one river. Uh, my hometown is about a 30-minute drive from where the confluence occurs. And I've been a couple of times. It's it's quite special. Well, it's just it's so remote. Yeah, It is. It, it is. You can't far. get more off the beaten path it, than it, that. It is quite remote. I feel like Nigeria has a really rich culture and there's just so many stories. Like, I just remember being there. I remember getting a proverb book and it's just like you know, years and years of wisdom just instilled in this simple book, like in this very like dense book. Yeah. Um, has that translated at all more into the, like, has that been translated more in a way that as a tourist you can experience that? Absolutely. So one of the things that I found really interesting when I moved back in 2010 was just how many different, um, avenues had opened up for people to experience Nigerian plays. So from some of the, you know, classic plays, like Things Fall Apart, to some of the more contemporary plays. Um, And I I found it so fascinating that I decided to take on stage acting. And I did that for six years um, before I moved back to L.A. Um, So there are places like Terra Culture, which is on Victoria Island, um, and and other venues as well, like the National Theater, where one can go to watch plays. And it's it's incredible. Um, You just get to see all of the color that we talked about in, you know, the different costumes, um, the different cultures, uh, just, it, it helps you learn a lot more about Nigeria's history than you would ordinarily pick up, say, reading a book or anything like that. If there's one takeaway you want the listeners to get from mm-hmm. everything we've talked about, mm. 
um, about Lagos and some of the more rural areas mm-hmm. and the plays and the food, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. What's the big takeaway you want listeners to get? I would say that, you know, Lagos is this, you know, vibrant melting pot of different cultures in Nigeria. And if you want to get to experience pretty much all of Nigeria in a short period of time, Lagos is definitely the place to go for the people, for the food, um, for the art, um, the culture. Just make sure you apply common sense rules, safety and security, and definitely go with a guide. Get your connections down. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Um, Abdul Kamal. This is awesome. It's my pleasure. It's it's been a trip down memory lane for me. Thanks for joining Abdul Kamal. And for all you listeners out there, the podcast is uploaded every other Wednesday. Please tune in and subscribe. 